Hello and welcome back to the Drinking Out of Cups podcast. I am your host, Raven. Here with your co-host, Micah. And your boy, Ryan. What's up? What's up? Coming back to you. Um, Today, we are going to be doing something a little bit different. I feel like we maybe went a little heavy on the last episode talking about fentanyl. Uh, We went very, very long and it was just a heavy podcast overall. So today, we're going to give you guys a treat uh, a smaller episode, but talk about things maybe a little lighter and a little bit more fun than just doom and gloom. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the the news stories and the news right now, some of the big topics, and um, kind of just going to be discussing some things, some, um, you know, active topics going on instead of uh, going deep into one individual topic. So, we have each our own news stories that we picked out, and we're going to kind of just like discuss them, you know, in an open forum. Yeah, figured to just switch it up a little bit, you know, give you guys something a little different, something you may not get from your typical news source. Yeah, exactly. Especially can... since there's been some crazy shit going on in the news, and uh, I find it very interesting. So I think this one's going to be uh, a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun, and hopefully still informative. Yeah, no, it'll definitely be informative. Uh, yeah, and uh, I just want to say first before we start, I just want to thank everyone for the awesome feedback we've been getting on the podcast just in general. Uh, we missed this last week because one of us was out of town, but we've gotten so many kind words asking, "Where's the podcast? Like, where? <laughs> what happened?" And <laughs> it, you know, it means a lot. So. Thanks to everyone who's been supporting us so far. And uh, yeah, so today we're going to give just kind of a special episode of just talking about fun stuff instead of deep diving into scariness. And next week, we're coming back with a huge banger. But for today, let's uh, let's talk about some active things going on in the world. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is a drug smuggling tunnel that they found between Tijuana and San Diego that it was six stories underground venturing all the way from Tijuana to San Diego fully furnished with reinforced walls and uh like air ducting and just fully decked out all growing up I always wondered like why do they keep going over the border when they could just dig a hole. Turns out they've been doing it for a long time. In the last, uh, since it's since 2006, they found 15 uh, quote unquote sophisticated tunnels linking from Mexico to California. And this is one of like the biggest ones, but it was literally in a warehouse in California. They, they walked in it and found, uh, a hole in the ground in this warehouse where they also seized 1,762 pounds of cocaine, 165 pounds of meth, and 3.5 pounds of heroin. Jesus (laughs) Christ. So so no small amounts. What you talking about? That's fucking, that's tiny, dude. I do that on a weekend, dude. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't, don't do that, kids. (laughs) (laughs) It just blows my mind because I always like wondered if they did that. Um, I know 
me personally, I met someone who does construction like in the Vancouver, Portland area. And they said one time they were knocking down a building on the Vancouver side of the Columbia River. And they found a tunnel that linked all the way from the building they were knocking down all the way out to the river. And they were like, I don't know what that could have been. Like, why, why was there a tunnel all the way underground to the river? And in my mind, I was like, um, smuggling, probably prohibition. Like, I don't know, because the buildings here are super old. Well, well we did you have, forget I mean, about the uh, the Portland uh, fucking human oh, trafficking. Oh, the Shanghai. Shit. Yeah, Shanghai, the Shanghai yeah. tunnels, dude. Yeah. Right, yeah. It could That's have been kind that. of what I had in mind, too. Yeah, it's super um, <laughs> sketchy to think about. <laughs> Dude, that's terrifying. I mean, there's like those, even like when you're in walk, like walking in downtown Portland, there's like those weird spots where it looks like there used to be a building, you know, because it's like a huge dugout area. And then there's like little like cutouts. Tunnels, yeah. Like little archways, brick archways that go under the city. Yeah. And they're just random. Well, and <laughs> and there's literally bars glorifying that they're in old Shanghai tunnels. There's a bar at downtown Portland called the Shanghai Tunnels. Wait, yeah. really? I didn't know there was yeah, a bar it's like the Shanghai that. Tunnel Bar. Yeah, it's right next to like the Kit Kat oh. Club. You remember that strip club we all went to? Yeah, <laughs> I do It's right that. there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it, so funny. It's kind of a lame bar, but... It's terrible. It's like fucking <laughs> hanging out in your friend's fucking basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, so can't you still go down to the Shanghai... I mean, it's illegal to go down to the Shanghai Tunnels, but aren't there still pathways to get down there? I think there's tours i thought i think there's tours and that's like what mike was saying is there's some areas where it literally just looks like a building was knocked down and you could see little archways where you could definitely still go down there and they're not blocked off i have not been gutsy enough to go down there but. dude no, yeah fuck that dude that's the tunnel people chill. will be in there oh for sure yeah dude the fucking yeah atlantis <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Um, in this specific tunnel, uh, though, six people aged all the way 31 to 55 were charged um, with the distribution of the drugs. And they were all California residents. But I just um, I can't imagine how much drugs actually came through there before they got caught. And there has to be, in my opinion, probably hundreds more tunnels linking yeah, Mexico well, to California. I think I was I think I read like a paragraph of that article and didn't they say this was like the first one that was had been found in like years? No. Um mm. they found well they they say they found like 20 in the last or, or over a dozen in the last 20 years. Um, gotcha. I thought so, I had seen an article somewhere <laughs> that said this is the first time they And found then who one. knows to what extent they really count like tunnels you know that because maybe not all of them link all the way from mexico to california well, yeah also just don't ever point. believe anything on the news that's yeah, also that's a very good point <laughs> take, take everything we're gonna say in each of these episodes with a bit of a grain of salt you know yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely. um but anyways, sorry <laughs> but yeah it, it, well because you see the the news stories about like people being scared that there's going to be drones carrying drugs from California into the US but it's like how much can you really carry with a drone it's like yeah. they already have tunnels like if you look at the photos of this tunnel that has like the railroad uh or not like minecart metal things like a that tracks. a mine yeah tracks that <laughs> metal things <laughs> uh, that track minecart tracks that 
looked like they transported drugs. And honestly, San Diego's not very far from Tijuana. So it, I think it was like nah. only six football fields. I wonder, do you think Damn. that you could mine, mine Bitcoin down there? <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of those Bitcoin <laughs> Damn, dude, they're fucking, they're building tunnels across borders for Bitcoin, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Bitcoin right. across borders? <laughs> <laughs> like studying dude. abroad, but. <laughs> they are one of those fucking uh, charities, just Bitcoin across borders. <laughs> it, it, where, uh, they, where they found this is um, apparently a super busy just industrial area where there's constantly in the daytime semi trucks docking and leaving like probably from legitimate businesses. Yeah. Little did the legitimate businesses know that there was a huge drug smuggling operation going right Dude, next to it. That's fucking insane. It's just it's cra- it's crazy to think like how just one of these tunnels can be responsible for so many uh like potential drug overdoses with when it comes to like uh trafficking these drugs like how much drugs could uh, potentially come through one of these tunnels alone yeah dude it's fucking insane uh dude speaking of that actually i dude did you know that fucking in 2021 over 100,000 people died from drug overdoses it was 107,622 sorry 622 people died uh, and that's all drug overdoses? That's all drug overdoses, dude. And that was in Whoa. 2021. Isn't that that's fucked? That's so many people. <laughs> dude, that's so fucked. So, that's uh, more people than the city we grew up in. That's so insane. Dude, yeah. That's it, dude. Yeah, so literally pretty much the entire population of Bend fucking died from drugs this past year. That's well, I mean, Bend is probably at like a million people in the last like three years. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But I mean, when we were growing up, up, for sure. When we were growing up there, yeah. Well, dude, when when we were growing up, it was only like 75,000 or like 78,000 or something like that. Um, Yeah. But anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, That's a fuck ton of people. That's way too many people. It's a lot. Um, So speaking of that, there's this fucking super cool article I just saw today. Uh, oh, technically yesterday. Um, but so apparently, uh, scientists are developing a patch to warn of oncoming opiate overdose. So it's like, it's like the size of like a nicotine patch that you can basically just wear and like while you're doing drugs and it'll like warn you, it'll basically just like trigger a warning when you're like, if your like blood pressure gets too low and your blood oxygen levels get too low, uh, and your pulse and then it, it triggers, um, these, so, okay. So let me just start from the, from the beginning of how this thing apparently works. It's so fucking cool. So it tracks your pulse, your blood pressure and your blood oxygen levels. And, uh, it has hundreds of micro needles like lining the inside of the patch and inside and it's inside the patch contains, uh, naloxone. And so, it use, the idea is basically to use AI uh, an AI training algorithm to like track uh, your you know your 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 pulse your blood pressure your oxygen levels and then if any of those drop too low then it triggers the naloxone to be released through these needles in the patch into your body so if you're like 
you know, alone, you're doing drugs, whatever, you accidentally get fentanyl or something and nobody has naloxone or even, or if no one's around, then it can still save you like with nobody around. Jeez. That's Which really is, awesome for the the casual um, user and even people who are going to be like insanely safe about being uh, about using drugs. Uh, yeah, I, could, I don't think I could see that saving thousands of lives. Honestly, if it was uh, for dispersed sure. well enough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't. I don't. Obviously, you know, a lot of people probably aren't going to want to use that because you know. Uh, People that are using drugs are definitely, (laughs) well, they're high. They're probably not caring. Or they're also very anti-authoritarian where they're like, oh, I don't want them to be able to like track my, like, what else are they tracking? You know, the people that are like, oh, the fucking vaccine is just them giving us 5G chips and shit. Like that type of stuff. Like, so I'm sure people aren't going to use it, but like, it's still such a cool idea. And so, uh, they're, so the Indiana, the Indiana University Bloomington, uh, received a three-year, $3.8 million grant from the U.S. National Drug Institute of Drug Abuse uh, to basically just, like, make this thing happen. And it's... That's awesome. Yeah, dude. And so they're they're hoping by the end of three years to have, like, to be distributing this thing already. Um, and what's really cool about it is the... So the needles inside of it, when they get... When the AI or whatever triggers these needles to, like go into your body it uses sound waves that would that basically presses the needles into your skin delivering the naloxone which is i don't understand how that really works even though like you know i'm an engineer and shit uh like i guess i don't know what kind of frequencies they need to do they need to produce to you know make that go into your skin i would assume fairly low frequencies which i don't know how they can even produce in that small of a patch uh i don't know but fucking really cool. And for people that, you know, like to do drugs by themselves and still want to be safe or whatever, like it's probably for the casual user, I assume. I would I would just say my biggest concern with this product is that science is going to have a completely different opinion on what an overdose looks like than uh, maybe someone who is a rigorous heroin or opiate user and that's going to deter a lot of people from using it in general because maybe a scientist's idea of an overdose is just someone's normal high and yep. these things could trigger at a lower dose than a lot of people are even used to so for sure i guess that's my biggest concern is it's going to deter a lot of like heavy users from using this thing because right. they feel like it's going to just trigger no matter what and then just like Narcan them, you know? Right, which we discussed in the last episode is not a pleasurable experience. And also, especially <laughs> if it, if it you know, it malfunctions and, you know, you're not actually overdosing and it triggers and then you're just fucking get hit with Narcan and you're just like, God damn, this sucks. Uh, yeah, that's the hard so. part is like uh, most people probably wouldn't want that like they wouldn't want to take it if it was offered to them for free because it's like they're so worried that their high is going to get, you know, destroyed. And as we talked about at one point too, like a lot of opiate users are people who are suicidal already and right. they're using it hoping that they will die. And so yeah. it's hard. But I mean, I think it's a really it's an amazing piece of like, you know, not machinery, but it's a it's a, a, a product, right? Yeah. That 
seems like it could be really, really helpful. And the thing is, is that I think that's the crazy part right now is that we're at a point where we're creating stuff like this because we need it and we don't have any other options really to like those test kits. Yeah, I mean, it's a great idea. Like, like dissolve all your drug and test your drug before you do it. But, um, you know, and Narcan is awesome and great and all, but. But that doesn't really, that doesn't really help for people who are just doing even straight heroin and can potentially just take too big of a dose. Then that's where a product like this would really come in handy is uh, preventing from overdoses that maybe were not fentanyl related, but just pure right. opiate related. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, but there's also, they're do, they're also using, so they're, the main goal obviously is for like drug overdose, but there's what the scientists are saying is that they, what they can also do uh, to with this patch is, you know, use it for other drugs and stuff like that. So for like diabetes and stuff, like they can, tra- uh, they can like trace the amount of sugar in your body or something like that and, uh, and give you insulin uh, through this patch and uh, as like you need it, which is that would pretty be- cool. Yeah, that would be super helpful. I had a, <clears throat> an experience when I was working at Chipotle um, as a kid that uh, this customer came in. Well, actually, she wasn't even a customer. Just a woman came in like super stressed out and was like asking us, hey, like, I need you to give me like an orange juice or something like right now. Um, I'll pay you like after. And I was like, what? And she's like, I'm about to have like a diabetic seizure type thing because if I don't get... um some sugar in me. And so can you please just, so like, it was so intense. I just like grabbed it out of the fridge, handed it to her. She pounded it and then she paid for it. But she was saying that she forgot to bring, that's the sad part. Like with type one diabetes, right? The one that you're born with, um, is that you do have to constantly, uh, be equipped with like a sugar snack or a beverage, uh, something that you can, um, help with your insulin levels. So like having a patch like that totally, makes sense for them. It would be super awesome. But then causes a lot of other issues with if pharmaceutical companies are the ones distributing this product, then they're probably going to charge a bunch of money for it. Oh, yeah. Look how much they charge for insulin already. Yeah. Oh, for (laughs) sure. Diabetics are so, so put at a disadvantage in the U.S. Right. Well, especially if you're born with it, it's like, that's not your fault. It's like the same thing with like vision and stuff like that. Like you should be able to get glasses for free. You should be able to get insulin for free. I mean, dude, it's healthcare. Like all those things you should be able to get for free. I mean, you can get glasses for free if you are uh, like under a certain income level. Yeah, but that's not the point. I mean, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's great and all for sure. Like that's cool, but still no matter how much money you're making, you still shouldn't have to pay for fucking eyesight. Like I get like doctors. Well, eyesight's like, not going to spend... kill you though. No, no, <laughs> for sure. Can. Well, it might. I mean, what if you, you that means you, if you can't see, <laughs> then you can't drive a car and uh, then you're going to kill other people. You're a hazard for the fucking right. community. So yeah, but right. you shouldn't have a license in general then. Yeah. But so, okay. <laughs> but say you have glasses <laughs> yeah. and you break them or something. You don't have enough money to get new glasses. You're driving a car you have to get to oh, yeah. place. And then like it's hang like, out oh, with Raven. Yeah, exactly, dude. That kid's a fucking <laughs> All the times I've broken my glasses. Dude, that know, kid like, is like Velma. Skate. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. How can you even do a kickflip, dude? 
It's so weird because I can't even skate with my glasses on because the borders of them, <laughs> it's like everything is blurry outside of the borders. So like it's so weird seeing like the blurriness come into the clearness. It like trips me out. So I'm better at skating with no glasses because then just everything is blurry. <laughs> that actually makes point. Makes That actually makes point. That makes a good point. <laughs> that makes point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess contacts would be nice, but I'm too irresponsible for contacts. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, I I would never do that. But that's yeah, there's like stories of, there's stories of people having like five contacts in their eye and not knowing it. <laughs> oh my oh, that's God. like my biggest fear. <laughs> Extra vision. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's why I it's like why get, get two contacts? times when I could just put fucking or why get three times when I can put one point five times just on twice. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, wow. Well, yeah. So anyway, anyways, uh, pretty interesting that they're developing this. Kind of fucked up that they're probably just gonna, you know, make it very expensive. But hopefully they don't. You know, uh, hopefully it's for hopefully it's something that's fucking, free. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. That's what's that's what's so sad about Narcan is like Narcan or Naloxone, right? Is like it's uh, it can be incredibly expensive to actually get when you go to like a pharmacy or something. And so a lot of these times, like big org, like not big org, like nonprofit in a sense, organizations will buy as much as they can and they'll set up like booths around the city and do like fentanyl awareness days where they they give out kits like Narcan kits and stuff like that because. It's really hard for just like your average uh, drug user, citizen of the city, to just walk into a pharmacy and get Narcan. It's too bad, you know. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a point. That stuff needs to change, especially um, especially if it has anything to do with insurance. Insurance is so hard. If you don't make the bare minimum, you have to pay so freaking much for insurance. I make just slightly over the bare minimum of like wages, and I can't afford insurance. It's Dude, sad. Like it, the U.S. is so screwed up. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of the how fucked up the U.S. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched this like news. Like I, I, I'll never watch the news. Right. Like it's just not my thing. If I want to find news stuff, I'll like go through Reddit and whatnot. But um, so I was like watching the Fox News thing. It was like five people sitting around at a table and talking about um, like the fentanyl problem and what we should do about it. And this guy was, like, kind of saying that uh, he believes that there shouldn't be restrictions on the pharmacies in the sense of, like, uh, less, not not pharmacies, but just uh, physicians in general, like, less prescribing of opioids. And that he said that fentanyl should be over the counter, um, <laughs> just more, more readily accessible <laughs> to the public so that there's less of a problem, which just sounds really weird, right? And then right. he goes to bring up. How he was like, well, because it was made in China, which is not not true, right? It is true that fentanyl is being produced in China, but like to say that it's only coming from China is kind of wrong. And the, how US he said it was so weird because he was like, well, if it came from China, just like COVID came from China, oh my like, god, shouldn't we be prepared? And also, is that if we try to say this, isn't that like racist of us? And he was like laughing and joking. And I mean, of course, it's Fox News, right? But yeah. Then he goes to bring up how, like, the people who are producing this and, and like, selling it are terrorists. And that uh, Trump, uh, during his administration, had talked about bombing the Mexican drug cartels because they're terrorists. Um, and so all I was thinking after watching it was just, like, and the reason I wanted to share it with you guys is, like, the the— 
amount of impact that Fox News has on families and like the people that do watch it and believe it is so high that like you go tell it. I mean, look at Kyle Rittenhouse, for example. It's a, it's a, he's a good example of like someone who is super young and super impressionable and has just listened to his family and maybe friends and the news talk so much about Antifa and all these problems. And he was, you know, he was able to get off on his case because of the fact that he uh, felt, you know, endangered by these people and was able to open fire on them and, and just, you know, not and, and get away with murder because he felt like he was endangered. And in a sense, that's just like, it's the fear mongering that the news has done. And the reason I bring it up is that we, we are a drug podcast. And so we are obviously trying to dispel myths and, and help spread better information. And something like Fox saying something like, uh, you know, drug, drug dealers are terrorists is just really scary to think of that. Like, you know, in the next few years, we might have, uh, kids in high school that are just so scared of fentanyl and so so feeling like they need to help out and take care of their friends and family that they're going to end up shooting up, you know, a group of students at a school because they're drug dealers, right? right. And and just assuming that everyone they meet who says they do drugs uh, is a terrorist. It's just like, it's just so extra and so intense that I don't, I hate the fucking United States news when it comes to this shit because yeah, uh, that's why we're here is to help you guys out because I know that a lot of us like to watch the news. It's easy. It's simple. We get our information. Clickbait titles are, you know, just all around all the time and it's so easy to spread misinformation. So I don't know. Yeah. I just obviously watch whatever news source you want, but, uh, and I know know in, in Oregon, for us, the seeds have already been set. If you drive around Oregon for more than 10 minutes, you're going to see a sticker that says, shoot your local drug dealer, shoot your local heroin dealer. All these Seriously? things getting put in people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is, for the what last, the like, five fuck? years, I've been seeing those stickers everywhere. Um, oh, my God. And it's just, it's like, it's such a dangerous thing to, I know people have, like, it, it, it obviously it was a certain personal experience that made that person have a, a a feeling that they want to harm a drug dealer like that. But it's a dangerous thing to say that openly in front of impressionable little kids, especially on the news that's a trusted, reliable source for information. If this person is saying that drug dealers are terrorists, that's going to put in a little kid's head, okay, well, the U.S. hates terrorists. We should kill them. And a lot of people... I don't have like they they don't have the the filters to know that these people are just being super hyperbolic and super intense just trying to essentially yeah fearmonger that they're not they're not necessarily meaning yeah let's go bomb them let's go shoot them maybe Trump was but fuck that guy like I don't know <laughs> yeah. it's just it's super it's a dangerous violent rhetoric to put into people's heads there needs to be better facilities for fixing these issues than just shoot people all the time. Like not every, not every solution comes from a gun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This kind of, this almost like ties into that argument that like almost everyone has probably experienced where there's the, the bipartisan thing of like, I believe that addiction is a choice. And then the other person that says, I believe addiction is a disease, right? That's always going to be an argument. It's it's always going to be around. The hard part about the people that are just like so intense, like, no, it's a choice, is that they are completely disregarding what the scientific community and the medical community have 
uh, come to conclusions with that, yes, like the changes in the brain that happen with addiction do end up, you know, representing themselves as a disease in the sense that after you've created those those actual chemical changes uh, in the brain, then suddenly now you are uh, diseased, right? Because it's like you have to go through a whole process to get out of it. Um, and then there's just uh, the people that think it's a choice. They're very, very quick to like straight up, you know, yell or argue with someone in an intense way about it because they feel so intense about it. And it's hard because it just ties into the whole thing of like, I mean, we've always dealt with this since the drug war really started where it was like people look down on other people and literally put them into a different like category of human based on the fact that they've done drugs. And as we said in the beginning of the episode, like look at how many deaths happened in the U.S. from just drug overdoses. And then now with the fentanyl overdoses, like it's a big indication that like tons of people are using drugs and that doesn't make them bad people at all. It more or less, I think, comes down to like, so there's something going on in our system of our rules, our regulations, uh, high school, like all the stuff that we we do when we're growing up that have caused these things to happen. I mean, like some of the biggest drug uh, like users and addicts are uh, veterans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And everyone respects veterans. They 100% will say like, oh, I, you know, I support those troops and 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 whatnot. But then as soon as, soon as uh, that troop is addicted to heroin and sitting on the side of the street in Portland, you know, using a needle in front of everyone, then they're like, oh, fuck that guy. He's dangerous. He's bad. You know, and everyone just hates them. But it's our system that created that. Yeah, it, absolutely. And that's what's so hard about listening to those guys say like, oh, well, we shouldn't add more restrictions to this opioid epidemic like we have been doing where like physicians haven't been prescribing opiates as much as they used to, which is a good thing. It's just so right. weird that we're having people on the other side saying, no, we need to keep it the way it has been. And these people just need to figure it out on their own. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's sad. really fucked it's, up. Like that's not, it's not the way to go about this situation at all. Like these no, people- it's, it's trying to just throw people away and just oh, be yeah. like, okay, well, they're subhuman, like let them just kill themselves. Essentially, and it's fucked up, oh, and it shouldn't sure. be coming from a politician. It should be coming from doctors and psychiatrists who are actually knowledgeable about addiction. And yeah, that it is a disease. <laughs> it should yeah. not be some stupid fucking guy on Fox News saying anything. Yeah, yeah. no, no, exactly. And well, dude, look at fucking. Uh, Biden's kid, didn't he like smoke crack and shit? But isn't Biden like still going hard about like the war on drugs and stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really pay attention enough. Right. But yeah, I remember I remember when those pictures came out where like his son was like fucking sleeping on a bed and there was like a crack pipe next to his mouth or some shit. Um, yeah. But uh, a lot of that was like probably propaganda, you know? And I know that Biden did say something about it that like his family has dealt with drug addiction, so... It's obviously true. It's just, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, he, hasn't he pushed towards federal legalization of pot? I don't care what he's well, been extremely I don't care about against anything he does. pot. That dude was a freaking white supremacist and said the N word a bunch. Yeah. In like the freaking 60s and 70s in politics. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> And he also fondles like little kids' hair and shit like that. Like it's <laughs> yeah, not chill, dude. People and shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no. I'm like what my whole point of saying that bringing that up is because of like, oh, it, it's like politicians are like, oh, this is such a big problem. Well, until it's like my kid, and it's like, oh, my kid needs help. He's just a fucking 
uh, he's a victim to the for the situation of the war of like all you know all the drugs and stuff like that. And it's like right. Okay, but well then where it's was someone that? Else's kid. Yeah, it's like where was that when that when someone else's kid was doing that? It's like you were ready to throw him in the trash. Like that's it's just such a double standard, and it's so annoying and frustrating. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, I was going to say, I love how we started this off with this is going to be on a lighter note and the entire time has just been talking about overdoses and fucking nah, terrorism nah. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> it, it, it was a different episode for us. And, you know, um, let us know what you guys think about it. Uh, if you want us to do more in the future, this um, yeah, it was something kind of special we wanted to just try out and, um, you know, take a, take a break from serious topics, but we got into some serious topics. So who knows? But next week we are jumping right back into serious episodes. Um, we're going to be talking about something super awesome that we all know way too near and dear. Uh, but I just want to plug a couple things. Um, I want to plug my YouTube. That is Raven Two Turned at YouTube.com. It is uh, R A Y V Y N at YouTube. Check out my videos. There's been a big <laughs> advancement in my life, and there's going to be a lot of cool content coming if you are into adventure. So that's really cool. Do any of you guys have anything you want to plug? I, yeah, I do uh, want to just say. Oh, sorry. No, Ryan. no. I, also, the I Instagram. Was, we got it. I didn't yeah, really have so much. Well, I'll just say I have been really excited to see how many of you have uh, interacted with our Instagram when we posted it. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's drinking out of cups underscore podcast. Uh, we will probably post a lot of our updates as to like what kind of episode might be coming out. We're also going to post kind of mysterious things where you can guess uh, what might be coming out. And then also, um, please like feel free to send us any kind of suggestions or feedback through the Instagram. Um, because obviously this is for all of you and we want to know what you guys would like to hear. Uh, and so <clears throat> if there's anything that you guys would like us to touch on that you feel like we haven't touched on, then please, uh, bring that up. And then other than that, um, the, uh, I just posted my first, uh, DJ mix that I was going to perform at Noggin Fest. Um, it's awesome. It's pretty dope. Ryan mastered it for me, so it sounds crispy and clean. And uh, check it out. It's uh, Resting Potential on SoundCloud. Um, I've got a couple other songs up there. So, yeah, give her a listen. And the yeah, playlist. I say, I've, uh, on my way back from Vegas, I listened to it. And that was probably the third or fourth time I've listened to it, like, outside of mastering it. So, pretty sick, guys. Uh, it's a fucking dope playlist. It's, uh, or I guess and- mix. Uh, Ryan has been making playlists for each episode. To mention. So, yeah. yeah so, so, Ryan, you want to tell them about it? Yeah. So, it's on, they're on Spotify. Uh, I'm going to try to add them to Tidal as well. Uh, those are really probably the only stream platforms, but most everyone uses Spotify. So, uh, if you want to check it out, it's uh, D O O C space hyphen space psilocybin. And same thing with cocaine. You can go to our Instagram, which Mike had just mentioned. Uh, and they're in the story highlights. The link is in that. So um, we've only got two out so far, which is obviously psilocybin and cocaine, the first two episodes. But we'll be having ketamine come out this next week and followed by fentanyl. And so, I, tr- you know, they're 
they're all different size, uh, different lengths and playlists. But yeah, they're they're basically just about uh, what you know the bands I've been talking about, and you know just music generally influenced by whatever drug we're talking about. So I figured that would be an interesting way to give you guys something else to listen to, and uh, maybe listen find some new music. And uh, yeah, so let us know what you think about that. If you're if you're digging it, if you have any suggestions for songs, hit us up. And uh, yeah, always looking for new music. Um, yeah, it's definitely a cool way to find new music. I already have found new music just through our own uh, playlists. And yeah, it's really cool to listen to the episode and then go listen to the playlist. And then it's just like all the music that was influenced by that certain drug or had influence uh, through it in some kind of way. And it, it, it's kind of kind of just puts you deeper down that little rabbit hole of each subject. So, But it's, next week's playlist is going to be insane. And so is next week's pod. So stay tuned for that. Um, sorry about the week we missed. Hopefully you guys liked this news, news week episode. What are we calling this? Uh, Drug fry news. Fry your brain. Trust the government. The drug news. <laughs> the news of the drug. We'll, we'll be doing these once in a while. They'll be they'll be kind of random, so just be prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These will be prepared will for be anything. Kind of scattered, but yeah, definitely give us your feedback. And thanks a lot for listening. And we will catch you next week. Goodbye, guys. Later. Bye.